0: You're now listening to the Mortgage Motivation Podcast, and I'm your host, Gary Taylor. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Love seeing you back here to check out the Mortgage Motivation Podcast, where you come here to get educated on mortgages and real estate and just finding out how do I purchase a home or how do I buy real estate, right? That's what we're here for, and this is your first time listening in. That's what we do here, guys. We're here to educate each other. We're here to talk about the, the market and just understanding just different strategies as it pertains to real estate. And how can I utilize a mortgage to help me purchase a home or how I can utilize a mortgage to help me purchase an investment property? Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we had a chance to go over quite a few different uh, topics uh, since we started uh, this movement. Uh, we, we started off with going through different loan programs. We spoke about the market. We discussed different strategies and we had a chance to really break these things down. And what what I want to do, I, I, tr- I try my best to keep things fresh and new for you guys as much as possible because guys, I understand mortgages are not sexy. <laughs> it's definitely not something that's extremely sexy here. So we want to make sure that we keep this in a way that you re- you realize that you, you, sometimes we have to go the mortgage route in order to purchase real estate and understanding different ways to go about doing that that's what we're here for so uh i I wanted to switch it up just a tad bit guys so i wanted to start a new series called gary giving you the facts and so it's just a play on words it's a simple acronym for faq so frequently asked questions i get the same questions a lot so this is either someone sending me an email or a phone call or someone hitting me my dm or even sending me a text message. I get the same questions a lot. And I'm like, you know what? That might be a great way to pour this back into the podcast community because if I'm getting the same questions all the time, that means the industry wants to know the answers. And there's a lot of people that's asking the same uh, questions. So I'm like, you know what? Let's add that into the podcast because that may be beneficial to you as well. So not only just learning about the different programs, but if you hear about what the industry is asking and going over the frequent asked questions. You go to a website, that's what you see, right? You see the FAQs. So let's start this off by going with the FAQs. So I look forward to uh, continuously getting the FAQs coming in, and I'm gonna put that into my platform so we can start answering these questions. So let's go ahead and get started. So this is Gary giving you the facts. So the first one that I wanted to go over is well, rather the first question is: is a good idea to purchase a home? in this market or should i wait i see this all the time so not even people asking me this but i see this a lot on social media Uh, so there's multiple ways of answering this and not every answer is going to be black and white uh something that i like to say it depends because it really does so the first question i want to ask you is this a good time for you to purchase anyway so away from the market itself do you think it's a good idea for you to purchase a home and what i mean by that is should you rent versus Buying a home or you going with a mortgage. Say that you're in a situation where you're only going to be in a city for a very short period of time, it may not make sense for you to go through the process of buying a home. Now, sometimes people still would do that because they just want to become an investor, which is fine. That's a totally different strategy. But if if this is your primary home, and I did the same thing. So a lot of things I bring up on this podcast, guys, is stuff that I, I had to deal with myself. So we first moved here to Delaware uh, over a decade ago. We rented when we first moved here. So we didn't purchase because number one, we want to get used to the area. If we're going to stay here for a long period of time, we wasn't really sure which route we wanted to go. So we rented first and then eventually we purchased. So if you're in a situation like that, I could definitely understand that. Uh, So that's for the renters. Uh, The other thing I would say, if it's just you struggling, trying to determine if you should purchase or rent. One thing I will tell you is that the rental is going up as well. So if you are paying rent or you're looking to pay rent, best believe that rent payment is going to go up as well. Because if the mortgages are going up, interest rates are going up, taxes are going up. Guess what? Your rent payment is going to go up as well because that investor, that landlord that owns that property, they got to change with the times. Inflation is a real thing. So when inflation goes up like that, yeah, your rent is going to go up as well because they got to turn a profit. You know, they either break even or turn a profit. So that's how investors think. So uh, either way it goes, you're going to pay more. So either one, you can rent for years upon years, you know, and never receive any type of equity if you ever have to move, or you could purchase a home and at least you'll have equity in the property. But you know, for the most for the most part, you will not always. You're not going to always have equity, but usually you're gonna find that a purchase, a person that owns a property will have some form of equity in there. So if you stay there for five, 10, 15 years and you pay down your mortgage, when you sell that property, then uh, usually you will see that there's some equity there. So uh, positive cash flow in your pocket once you sell that property. And what what we say here on our end of the business, you, well, you date the rate and marry the home. <laughs> <laughs> OK, <laughs> when I first started saying that, people were like, where did you get that from? But I'm actually starting to hear that a lot more. So you date the rate, meaning that you can refinance a rate at any time. Doesn't matter if the rates are higher right now. You can always refinance later. But the home itself, that's a task. So if you could get into the home with the higher rates, you could uh, eventually refinance that property later on and go into a lower rate. Or you could do a cash out, do debt consolidation. You have options. OK. So that's how I want to answer that. All right. So the second question is it smart to refinance with the rates being higher than it has been the last year? (sighs) Another loaded question. And I'm going to say this as well it depends. Anytime I'm looking to refinance someone, I'm looking for a good reason why the refinance would make sense. Okay. What is the benefit? What is the net tangible benefit here? We just want to just refinance just to be refinancing, right? So I always ask my client, okay, if you're going to refinance and it's not to go to a lower rate, what is the reason why you refinancing? So if you're in a situation where you owe a lot of debt, so you have a lot of credit cards, revolving credit, uh, installment loans that you want to consolidate, it may make sense. So you have to do it like this. If your rate for a mortgage with a refinance is at four and a half percent or five percent, or higher. It just depends on the person, right? Everyone is not the same. That's going to be a lot better than you paying 18, 19, 20% on installment loan or a revolving credit line. Right. Especially if that loan is a large amount and you'd be saving yourself a lot of money monthly by doing it that way. Okay. So that to me would be a good reason. Another good reason would be you're looking to do home renovation. So you can, and here's the thing. I'm very honest with this. You could do a line of credit as well doing a homemaker, the line of credit, or you do a cash out refinance to do something like that. So if you're looking to take on some major projects and you don't want to uh, go out, say you're trying to replace the HVAC, the roof, and you're trying to, um, well, the, up north, we have basements. So if you're down south, you're not going to have a basement. So that'd be a bonus room for you guys. But if you're looking to uh, renovate the, the basement or add on a bonus room, yeah, you may need uh, some money to do something like that. So I, I don't see a problem with you doing that and you still get to keep your first mortgage rate. So, you know what I'm saying, if you do the line of credit, if you do the uh, cash out refinance, you'll get the cash and it will be consolidated into all one mortgage versus having multiple mortgages. All right, so to me, that makes sense. So home renovation uh, to do uh, major debt consolidation. And the other thing is, is if you're looking just to put money aside, set aside for either investments or you just wanna uh, set up a, an emergency fund, We talk about a lot of that with uh, Financial Peace University. I trying to remember the name of it. (laughs) So Financial Peace University, we speak about that. So having an emergency fund and sometimes, especially in this day and age, it's not a bad idea to have something like that. I don't see that too often, but that is another option for you to utilize your equity because the only way you have access to equity, guys, if you sell your property or you take out a loan, that's the only way you have uh, access to the equity anyway. So uh, you have to kind of go up what makes sense for you. Uh, compare the two to see where you're at right now versus what it would be if you did a refinance. You calculate the closing costs in that as well. And from there, we can make a decision if that will make sense for you to do something like that. All right. So move it along. So uh, next question, uh, Gary, can we ask for seller's assistance in this new market? I'm starting to get this quite a bit and not even through from clients, but from agents as well. And that's that's kind of on a real estate side, to be honest. Not so much of a lender question. That's if the do you think the agent will feel comfortable asking for seller's assistance? Now, the market has definitely transitioned in the last uh, two months, so you're starting to see people asking for sellers' assist again. And if you never heard of sellers' assistance, I know we spoke about that on another episode. But sellers' assistant is basically re- requesting that the seller. Help you pay for some of your closing costs so that could be in a percentage form so request one percent two percent three percent and they'll give that back to you at settlement or you could add request a dollar amount to uh help you out with your closing costs. so for an example uh, you're buying a home and your t- closing cost is 10 grand but you only have five thousand dollars saved you can re- request the seller to give you five thousand dollars to help you out with your closing costs. so you're not you don't you're not obli- obligated to bring all of your money to settlement, uh, you have your seller to help you out. All right, so that's the easy uh, scenario, but it just depends. If so, you have a seller that's getting a lot of uh, requests or a lot of offers coming in. They may not want to pay out sellers' assistance. So anytime you do that, you take a chance of not going under contract because the seller does have options. Now in this new market, you don't have as many. You don't have as many uh, clients out there looking to. Put an offering on the property not saying there's not a lot this there is is it's not as much as it used to be in theory uh so you can if you need it and that's one thing i always say so if you need the seller's assistance assistance you got to ask for it because if you don't have enough money to close your loan it doesn't matter what home you get on the contract you're not gonna be able to close so if you definitely need the money so if you need six seven eight grand then unfortunately you may have to ask for it so the only two options you're gonna have is You ask for the seller's assistance, or you wait until you save more money so you can uh, afford to uh, pay all the closing costs yourself. A Couple of different strategies with that. Uh, I've seen some agents, what they'll do is, say you have a a home on the market for 300,000, they may request 305, put an offer in for 305 or 310, and then ask the seller to give that difference back to the buyer. So if the the seller wanted 300,000, and you put in an offer for 305, you're basically requesting the seller to give you back 5,000, and they're still netting the 300,000. So that's another option as well. You have to speak with the agent on something like that. Uh, we'll go over and see, well, does this make sense? Because you may have to put in more offers to find someone that's willing to do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I will say that you have a much better shot at doing seller's assistance in this market than you, than you had before uh, from our previous market. So we are still going through a transition it just depends on you. So like I said, if you need the seller's assistant, ask for it. If not, save more money so you can take care of all the closing calls yourself. Or the third option would be is you can request it and just maybe ask for a higher sales amount uh, on the contract so the sellers still get what they want and you get what you want. Now, I'm going to put an asterisk on this, guys, because you want to you make sure that the house is going to appraise for the higher amount. So you got to be really careful with that when you make a, a, a move like that, when you're using that strategy. So say the house comes in at a lower amount and you're not going to be able to get your 305. Say it came in at uh, 300,000 or 295. The chances if you get in that difference is going to be slim to none because the seller is now taking a loss. And so them being able to give you that additional money may not may not be an option for you. So that's the only thing about uh, doing something like that. All right. So uh, just take kind of take that in. And if you have any more questions about that and say that you're one of my clients right now that's looking to purchase a house and looking to utilize the seller's assistance, then that may be something that we need to discuss and see if that makes sense for you to do something like that. All right. So I just wanted to start off with three questions today, guys, and just allow you to marinate that. So we're going to be doing this quite a bit because, like I said, I get a lot of the same questions all the time and. As you know, I like, I like spitting the facts, guys. <laughs> I like spitting the facts. So that session there is uh, just the, the FAQs. And just wanna make sure that I'll go over questions that I hear all the time. So like I said, um, oh, and one other thing I wanna tell you, if you're a realtor or you're a builder or in any capacity uh, in real estate and you do have questions yourself, make sure you send that in to me and I'll make sure I throw that on the show. And i also give you a shout out as I do that. But uh, if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me. And like I said, as always, if uh, you have any friends, family, uh, co-workers that's looking to purchase a home or looking to refinance, make sure you send them this podcast and give them my information and let them know that you sent me. All right, guys, have, en- have, have enjoy the rest of your weekend. And I'll talk to you later. Peace.